This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, Episode 3, man. Before I even get into it, shout out to everybody who listened to the first two episodes of the podcast and everybody who subscribed to us on Apple. If you haven't, you got plenty of time to go do it, man, and continue rocking with me and Jay Johnson. We got a ton of dope content coming your way. I appreciate it. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. for the purposes of this episode, Ant Sada Shakur. I'm about to get into my political bag real quick, get on my black power shit. This week in culture, we review the first Purge. Now, if you haven't seen the first Purge or any other film in the Purge series, you might want to cut the podcast off right now. There will be some spoilers. But this won't be your typical review. This Week in Culture is here to review all things culturally relevant in film and television entertainment. And right now, there's not a thing more culturally important in theaters than The First Purge. Now, I'm not about to lie to y'all and tell you this is the strongest script ever written or this is the best acting ever filmed. But you will see a mirror image of how black and brown people and low to zero income people are psychoanalytically manipulated and used for profit and political gain in this film. Uh, But before we even get into the film series, I want to talk a little bit about government-sanctioned human experiments, social experiments, uh, the, the testing of the human body and mind for medical, political, or financial profit. So a couple little factoids real quick. Uh, in 1931, Dr. Cornelius Rhodes, a white U.S. doctor in a government-funded experiment, went into Puerto Rico and infected citizens with cancer cells to study the effects of the disease. Problem was, prior to even going into Puerto Rico, he wrote about his hatred and distaste for Puerto Ricans, calling them dirty, lazy, degenerates, and he said he took delight in exterminating them. So in his experiments, nearly 20 people died, and Dr. Rhodes later went on to become the head of chemical warfare projects for the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, and then later went on to become the vice president of the American Cancer Society. So that donation that they ask you for when you go into Kroger or The Gap, or any of these fucking stores that ask you for a dollar to go to the ACS, at one point you would have been funding a fucking monster. Uh, At two different points in the 1960s, the Department of Defense conducted experiments on poor African-American cancer patients to test the effects of extreme radiation on the human body. At one point during their experiments, the patients received the same level of radiation as nearly 8,000 chest x-rays. So we already know what chemotherapy can do to a cancer patient. Imagine what 8,000 chest x-rays in a matter of weeks might do to a dying cancer patient, an African-American cancer patient. Many of these patients suffered from extreme pain, uh, random bleeding from all their body's orifices, and over 20 of them died in these experiments. The bigger problem was that the Department of Defense at two different points in the 1960s did not get consent from any of these poor African-American patients. They forged not even signatures. They just came up with forms that only required initials because initials are easier to cover up than an actual signature. Therefore, they didn't have to worry about 
litigation. Never saw court. 20 people died. Niggas off the street. We learned a little bit about cancer. And then my favorite government experiment from 1932 to 1972, the Tuskegee experiment. Now, this was an experiment conducted in Tuskegee, Alabama, on the campus of uh, Tuskegee University by the U.S. Department of Public Health Service. The government wanted to study the progression and symptoms of untreated syphilis in the human body, so they misled over 600 African-American sharecroppers into believing that they were going to receive free health care and be treated for what they were being told was a blood disease, a bad blood disease. Now, these sharecroppers, mostly uneducated and knew nothing but how to farm and yield crops, had no clue that a bad blood disease is not a thing. That's not a term. It's not a medical disease. So they were willing because, hey, I'm receiving free health care, and they were also told they would receive free funeral services. So over 600 sharecroppers were uh, taken into this experiment. About 130 of them were given syphilis. The remaining already had syphilis, but they were all told they'd be given treatment. Nobody was treated. They were just being monitored and studied. Obviously, that's a bunch of government fuck-ups. We lying to people. We giving some of them diseases. We're not treating the ones who we knew had the disease. But it was a bigger problem because in the early 1940s, the U.S. government went into Guatemala and actually infected hundreds of Guatemalan citizens with syphilis to study and test the effects of penicillin, which later went on to become the cure for syphilis in 1947. So if the cure for syphilis was found in 1947, but the Tuskegee experiment went on from 1932 to 1972, that means for 25 years, a cure for syphilis existed and they let it exist in black men for no reason. 25 years. Oh, and by the way, the Tuskegee experiment was only supposed to last six months it lasted from 1932 to 1972. So I bring up all these experiments really just to show y'all that since the beginning of the 20th century and probably since the beginning of the U.S. government uh, as a whole, they've been willing to participate and finance the diseasing and in some cases the killing of black and brown people in this country, the killing of low-income people in this country. For anybody even vaguely familiar with the Purge series, you know that it's marketed as a horror film focused on Purge Night, the one night a year where the government allows all crime, including murder, to be considered legal. But the U.S. government has been murdering black and brown people legally since forever, since we existed, since well before we were even brought into this country. So I want to take y'all into the purge because that's scary, right? It's a, it's a scary thing to think that your government might allow you to be killed for their gain. It might allow you to be killed just for them to study how you were killed, for them to study and, and psychoanalyze what went into somebody killing you. So the whole plot of the purge, uh, which is set in 2014, by the way, so we talk in present day government. Uh, the whole plot of the movie is that sometime, you know, during 2014, the government was overthrown by the New Founding Fathers, which is a political party. And uh, the New Founding Fathers, along with the scientists, come up with an experiment uh, where they're basically going to allow the citizens of Staten Island. So before any of the other Purge series where the Purge took place nationally, it started on the island uh, in New York. They're going to allow citizens of Staten Island to commit crime and basically 
whatever other inhibitions they have legally for 12 hours, one day a year. The study was to see if we could get crime rates down to 1% or lower by allowing people to legally commit crime one time a year, which was if you saw the initial Purge film back in like 2008, the movie starts with that. Crime rates are down to under 1%. Because one night a year, Cats is like, yo, I'm not going to jail for the rest of my life if I got one night where I could go out and kill a nigga, rob a nigga, shoot a nigga, steal jewelry, steal money, do whatever I need to do. But when all this started, why not pick a low-income, violent area, go into it, tell these people, yo, we'll give you some money. They were offering citizens of Staten Island $5,000. And all you had to do was stay on the island. You stay here, you'll get five bands tomorrow. Promise. <laughs> Promise. All you got to do is just stay here. Don't go nowhere. Don't run to Brooklyn. Don't get on the ferry. Don't go across the water. Just stay here. Stay in your home. We give you five bands to participate. And you know what? If you want to actually commit crime and really go out there and purge your anger, purge all your hatred, we'll give you even more finances. We'll pay you more. Whatever crimes you commit and come with additional fucking financial gains. So they were giving them uh, tracking implants they put into their body to make sure they stayed on the island. And then if they said they were going to participate, they gave them a pair of recording contacts that way we could see exactly what you see. You go commit a murder, you go and rob a bank, rob a store, whatever the fuck you do. We want to see it because we got to record this. So the film is centered around Staten Island, but specifically uh, some projects on the island. Because why not go to the projects, right? Where five bands is like a million to these broke niggas. Whole Wu-Tang is from Staten Island. Nigga Shaolin Islands. Shout out to that. So... They go into these projects, they offer all these people of Staten Island five bands, and uh, that's when we start focusing on the characters. Now, one of the main characters in the movie is a drug lord named Dimitri. If you see the film, and if you watch Insecure, you might also know Dimitri as Daniel, uh, the dude that Issa cheated on Lawrence with, who later went and nutted in her eye. Um, good dude. But in The Purge, he is a drug lord who grew up in these same projects. He is no longer hurting for money, and he's wondering why The Purge is happening. He don't trust it. He even tells his soldier, yo, we're not participating. He got his whole crew out like, yo, we're not participating in this. We're going to protect our money, protect our home, and we're going to chill. And then when this night is over, we're getting back to business because we got money to make. A couple other characters outside of Dimitri uh, is Naya and her little brother Isaiah. Now, they live in the projects. Naya is Dimitri's former girlfriend who ain't about that drug shit. She want to get out the right way. She ain't about this purge night either. Her brother Isaiah seems to have his head on straight, but really he want to get out the project. So he's low-key selling drugs for Dimitri, and Naya doesn't know about it. Dimitri doesn't even know that her little brother is a corner boy. So you got Naya, Dimitri, and Isaiah. Those are your main characters. There's one more character in the movie called Skeletor. He's the neighborhood crackhead, but he's also the first person to purge on purge night because he hears $5,000 and he gets lit. And then he hears, oh, the more I kill people, I'll make more money. Oh, I'm lit. I can buy drugs on top of drugs on top of drugs. They put a crackhead. Oh, my God, nigga. Imagine being a, a crackhead and being offered 5000 plus just to go out there and commit crimes, nigga. So Skeletor is actually the first person you see when the film comes on, and he says in a very 
creepy. He's a he's a real tall, extremely dark, nasty looking dude, right? Scarred up, teeth are terrible, mouth is ashy than a motherfucker. And when the film opens, it opens to him talking to one of the psychologists who's asking him, Are you angry? He's like, Hell yeah, I'm angry. He's like, What do you want to do about your anger? And Skeletor tells him, I wanna purge. I wanna go out there and release all these demons. Uh what up? It's Jay Johnson. My uh, man Jay Johnson in the building. What up? I know I've been uh, ranting for a minute. But. I just got a question because I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this one yet. Mm-hmm. And this is the first one to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Did anybody steal anything or everybody just went straight to killing? So that's where this movie is funny as fuck. So when Purge Night officially begins, you know how they had a horn start blaring and shit. Purge Night begins. The first person you see to try to commit a crime is one of the only moments in the movie that's actually funny. So Puerto Rican dude walks up to the ATM and he talking shit to the ATM. Like, I'm about to bust your ass and get all my money back. Nigga, all the bread y'all done took from me, I'm about to get my shit back. And he trying to take the crowbar to the ATM to bust it open. Steal it. And then before he even gets to really getting any sort of leverage with the ATM, my man Skeletor walks up and stabs him straight in the heart. And that's the very first purge that's committed. So this is your first murder. So off the bat, it looks like, okay, Purge Night is a success because the government needs to see people participate in this so they could tell if the crime rate goes down for the rest of the year. The issue that the government has and where the film sort of takes a twist is that outside of that initial murder, other than a little bit of looting, some people breaking into a pawn shop, a couple jewelry store robberies, nobody's participating. They even throw in Purge parties. Niggas ain't go to Sally Mae? Dang, oh, didn't nobody go get no wave brush, nigga. No annies were stolen during this moment. Nobody took no yakis, no bundles. They was just on the block partying. They literally was hanging, like, everybody had on weird masks and all that shit. And then car lots on Staten Island? No, no, no. <laughs> they don't they sell cars on Staten Island. Bro, huh? it's funny because when you see the film, they literally, they report, like, all over the city, like, people are throwing purge parties. Niggas just got their radios up. Full blast, they on the street having a fucking block party. Ain't nobody committing no crime. So the government people, they watching this and they pissed off. Why why these niggas ain't participating? You told me that these were violent, low-income, drug-infested areas where niggas was going to kill. Because the real thing behind the purge, it's not just about getting the crime rates down. They're trying to get low-income people out of there. Y'all niggas, is tax burdens on these folks. These white, rich government folks, y'all costing them money. That low-income housing, they that's government-funded. So we trying to kill y'all, and we going to do it by making y'all kill yourselves. So if y'all could start killing each other, that would be phenomenal. But other than the Skeletor dude, nobody's participating in the murders. So as the film goes on, he starts to kill a bunch of other people because he bloodthirsty. All he heard was money for killing and that nigga out here in these streets. But then you start to see some, and this is what made this Purge film iteration way better than the remaining three, because they finally got to it. Like, the previous three movies focused on socioeconomic uh, status of victims during the purge. and like, But this one, it wasn't socioeconomic, it was racial. The blacks and the brown people. We need black and brown people to kill themselves, and if they won't do it, we're going to purposely attack the black and brown people. So as folks weren't really participating, the government went on and sent in some killers. They hired mercenaries to go into Staten Island, dressed as citizens. Some were dressed as Ku Klux Klan. Some were dressed as fucking neo-Nazis. I think they do that now. 
Oh, I, brother. To the city and to steal your aluminum silent off your house. Because <laughs> I've never seen a nigga steal aluminum It's always gone in the morning, but oh, yeah. I have never seen a nigga. you never seen a nigga. Where a nigga taking it? I've never one time have seen or heard or knew somebody who knew somebody mm-hmm. who went down through the hood and burned down houses. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that shit You remember before. Devil's Night? Yeah. yeah. Like, who was really burning these houses down? Devil's Night in Detroit, it was like the fucking purge. You had to stay in the fucking house if you was a kid during that time because the now, news was telling you. Now, you I was didn't see niggas, I mean, after a body gets placed in a the house, then the house get burned. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like just randomly going, like I don't even know a nigga who knows on fire. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that was some other shit. Nigga, Devil's Night was some Detroit, possibly Coleman Young era sanctioned i don't know i don't know i don't know you know what i'm saying and that's kind of what the purge is man these people don't know they don't know what to expect they don't know what's happening so when these trained government mercenaries come into staten island and just start offing black people because there wasn't enough violence taking place damn how do you defend against that you don't they got drones flying all over staten island locating everybody who has a fucking tracking device implanted in their arm. Because you thought they was tracking you to make sure you stayed on the island. They was tracking you to find you to kill you. Because they needed to run up on, oh, where's the, the high volume areas? Where What's the most populated area? Where are all the people? Okay, we about to send these mercenaries. Oh, it's a church full of black people thinking they safe? Send in some mercenaries dressed as neo-Nazis to go up in there. Shoot up the whole church. Killed everybody in the building. That's what they were doing, ladies and gentlemen. In the purge, the government is straight up sending people to kill you, just as they so did. So, like, they doing with all these school shootings and these mm-hmm. mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that this is happening in real life. Oh, the amount of fucking school shootings and mass shootings that have taken place this year alone is ridiculous. I mean, I think they're sending them out here to purposely kill black people to <laughs> incite the purge. Uh. I, I, I don't even, that's the thing, man. Like, what, what scares you so much about the purge is that you know that this can really be happening. Every single dramatic fucking part of these films you know can really happen. Like, I remember during the, the second purge, uh, Anarchy, where they got to the real theme of the movie. Like, yo, no, it's rich white people having fucking functions where they are kidnapping blacks off the street to kill them. Just taking motherfuckers. They running up in full apartment buildings, mm. raiding them bitches. They ain't killing you. They snatching you to take you to rich white people who are going to bid on your fucking head so they can purge their sins. Black people ain't purging their sins in these movies. We not out here participating. We, shit, our whole life was a goddamn crime, nigga. We was brought over here having to kill and steal to survive in this motherfucker. So... It's the white people who holding in their sins and man, black people are some very forgiving people, dog. Oh no, not we would just we would it'd be very clear who we would kill. Man, we it's kind of funny when you see like what was uh what was the Nat Turner film? Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, man. Like when that came out, you remember all the fucking hoopla around yeah. it, and then right, but it was it went from fucking. Oscar-nominated film potentially in all this winner of all these Sundance awards, and then right before the joint comes out, 
we take uh, Nate and run him through the mud. And we go ahead and run him through the mud. We bring back up his shit. It's kind of funny. You see, they doing that to Charlemagne right now. They trying yeah. bring back them rape charges and shit. Boy, they gonna bring some rape. And it's he's talked about that on the radio. Dog, he's talked about that on the radio. He talked about that about four times in on the, the book. podcast. He didn't talk about yep. it in the book like. I heard somebody like they ain't saying about Charmaine. This nigga, I can tell you the exactly what happened. That I didn't heard his damn story. Spoken so many about times. that rape shit a billion times, but now that he got out of hearing the story, I didn't heard about the shit so many times. But that HBO show come up now. Yeah, not you know. So now let's bring that back up one more time to get him the fuck out of here. Let's purge that shit. Let's <laughs> dog. But that's what happens. Like I don't even. Watching the Purge film is like, because it's not, I hate that they even marketed it as a scary movie, because it's not a horror film. Like, I keep telling, especially this iteration, if you go see it, the first Purge is a political action thriller. Dimitri uh, Daniel from Insecure, he and that bitch scrapping like fucking Rambo. Like, he, he fighting, he breaking niggas' necks, he got swords and shit, all kinds of fucking guns and artillery. It's not scary. This shit, you might jump once or twice on some, a nigga just came around the corner unexpectedly, but it's not a horror film. The horror is in the fact that this shit is really happening on Earth. This is really happening in America. This is America. The horror is the, the mirror image of the film. Like, that's what I meant when I said this won't be a typical review, because I don't need to review much about the actual film to tell you what the fuck is going on. Like, these niggas is killing us. These government people are killing us. They are sending drones into your neighborhood to see what the fuck you doing so they could figure out how the fuck to get you out of there and turn your project into a multi-million dollar condo, nigga. So, you know, I've seen all the other purges. I haven't seen this one yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, to a ex- certain extent, once you've seen one purge, you've seen them all as Pretty far much. as what's physically happening in the movie. Yeah. Somebody's trying to kill you, you running, and yep. then you kill them back. Yep. All right, cool. Yep. So now you got to think about why would they make this movie specifically? Yeah. It's the message behind it. This movie during this time under this governing body that we are currently sitting under. And right what now. I'm telling you is that we've been experimenting on y'all for a long time, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue to spe- experiment on you. And they fucking dropped this shit on the 4th of July. The irony of that does not escape me at all. Mm-hmm. Like... This movie came out on the 4th, the day y'all niggas was barbecuing and celebrating and shooting fireworks up, celebrating fucking independence of white people, because we were not yet free, but I didn't see a firework grow up on Juneteenth, but I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? Did you see any Juneteenth fireworks, nigga? I didn't. I didn't see a fucking Juneteenth outfit, but it's okay. Y'all niggas ain't got to celebrate that. Y'all celebrated white people independence, which is cool. Um... Enjoy your day. I'm not one of them super woke-ass niggas that's going to tell you you can't go barbecue and enjoy having a fucking day off, especially if that bitch fell in the middle of the week. But The Purge came out on the 4-4 reason. They dropped this film with this predominantly black cast for a reason. They are trying to tell you what the government won't. The government is fucking with you. The government is murdering you. And if you won't do it yourselves, we're going to provoke the shit. Yeah. If you won't kill yourself, we will give you incentive. Here is financial incentive for y'all to kill each other. Here is crack cocaine. Ooh. Um, my show is coming back next week, by the way. What's that? Snowfall. Oh. So we might got to get on that. Um, not sure how many of y'all watch Snowfall, but if you do, we might have something coming. Uh, but yeah, here is, here is crack cocaine. Let's put that in the streets. 
Here go, here go batch of credit card numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them Claremont twins, nigga. <laughs> oh, great. keep your head, old girl. She finna go to fucking super jail, nigga. But uh, yeah, man, the government they will they will put crack in your street. They will put guns on your block. Why you think they can't fucking get gun control? Cause they like, nigga, we didn't put too many out there. We can't control guns, nigga. We've illegally set these bitches up in your neighborhood. There's more guns than people. It literally, nigga. It's, it's, it's a wrap. Don't DMX talk to try me. to tell y'all guns don't kill people. Now I don't even know because there's guns with legs on them off. Look, so many no, goddamn guns. Don't talk to me about no gun control no more. Yeah. It's more guns than people. And first of all, Jay got more guns in his studio <laughs> than people currently sitting in the studio. I'm nigga. saying like if they <laughs> never made another gun, yeah. there are still so many. Like... The, you dog. If they never made another gun, you could take all the unclaimed guns right now and give them to people, and everybody would be able to have a gun. Yeah. So like, you miss me with that shit. Yeah, dog. There is no gun control because why control something you created? You created it to make sure it got out of control. And yeah, we've been killing motherfuckers. We've been killing each other. You know, we've been in Detroit. We've been in Chicago. We've been in Atlanta. We've been in New Orleans. We've been in fucking uh, Newark. Now, the the one thing that all those cities have in pop in common is that they are poor as far as financial status. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make people kill each other. Uh, uh, you got to give me something that's worth something. And if it ain't even worth a fucking dollar, it got to be worth some power. This gun gives me power. Murdering somebody and getting the fear in the neighborhood that I'm not killing ass nigga gives me power. Selling these motherfuckers crack and making them... Terrible, disenfranchised, fucked up, diseased, addicted people. Now that puts me in a position of power. The money will come if the power exists. And that's what the government is doing in the purge. That's what the government is doing in real life. They have been telling us for years that you will be empowered if you just follow what we're doing. If you do what we ask. And if we don't get your consent, we're going to do it anyway. But this time we're going to kill you to do it. If you won't kill the people, we will send in folks to murder you ourselves. The Purge is not the greatest film. It will not be winning any awards, I'm sure. Even though some of the performances were really good. The dude who played Skeletor in the movie was a scary-ass fucking crackhead. I'm not going to lie. He was a scary, murderous crackhead. Shout out to uh, Yolan Noel. That's uh, Daniel from Insecure who played Dimitri in The Purge. He did a great job. Again, Dog might have a career as an action film star. Like, I really think this might put him in a position. That nigga was scrapping in this movie, bro. Trippy part about the movie, though, my only problem with Dimitri, and this was the only shit that I was like, all right, I got a real issue with this. Uh, one of his mans in the movie tries to set him up, because he's the drug lord, so one of his little soldiers tries to set him up to get him killed by some little stripper bitches he be fucking. And he sent the stripper chicks in there to Dimitri to set him up and kill him. And Dimitri had to scrap off the stripper chicks. My issue in the film is that this nigga was getting his ass beat by these strippers, nigga. Two strippers was beating the shit out the drug lord. And then five minutes later, this nigga is snapping mercenary necks, hitting niggas with swords, pulling them out the leather jacket and shit, shooting between his fucking... It was It was like, come on, fam, you just they got beat up by two They couldn't girls. have him on cam beating up a woman. I mean, eh, I mean, he still... You know what? He didn't kill them, though. 
So you might be right. That might be the angle they was trying to take. Let's make sure we don't me too this movie and show him beating up no women. Because he didn't kill the women. He kept them alive. Uh, and he used them to get back at the dude who betrayed him. But he did a good job in the movie. Uh, the lady who played Naya in the movie, I think she did phenomenal. She was, uh, I got to look up her name, man, so pardon me for that. But I think she did an excellent job in this movie. Um, and like I said, uh, you can't really do much with a bad script. But this movie wasn't about the script. It was about the political gain that the uh, governing body of the United States in the film got from allowing the citizens of Staten Island to purge. And once they saw all the mercenaries go in and kill, and then Dimitri go in and kill all the mercenaries and save this night, and now we got all these dead people on Staten Island, now we get purge night approved. So the film ends with them saying, next year we're going to try this nationally. And that's how we get the purge. Um, and the producers of this movie have taken this film way beyond where I thought it was going to go after the first one. I thought the first one was actually the worst one in the series. But now they got a show coming out. It's a 10-part USA series that they announced at the end of this movie. Wow. So that's coming out, I believe, in... Uh, oh, they're really pushing this agenda, huh? Oh, the purge is coming. You're going to get the purge whether you go to the theater to see it or not. Because they're really trying to tell you something. But the fucked up part is, I don't know that people are going to get what they're trying to tell us, man. We so fucking easily entertained by shit. We really just looking at the movie and going home. I was trying to go over my notes earlier with, you know, on my little social experiment, human experiment notes with one of my homegirls. That nigga said, quote, what the fuck this got to do with the movie? I said, you ain't paying attention, man. You don't, you don't hear what they're trying to tell you. And maybe you ain't going to hear me. Maybe you think I might have went too deep off the curb on this shit. But no, nah, I wasn't really here to review the film. I was here to fucking try to shine a light on what's been going on since the beginning of time with black people in this country, man. Uh, so go out. If you have not seen The Purge, get out there. Go check it out. It's a entertaining film, if nothing else. Um, it's mindless entertainment, you know, if you're just looking for that. But if you really feel like going to uh, a different level with the the depth of the film you can definitely find some layers in there because there are plenty to be extracted from this movie um the producers are on to something like i said the previous films they got into socioeconomics the first one they explained that the victims were homeless people and the second one they started talking about you know low income areas and the third one they tried to kill the uh presidential prospect because she wanted to end the purge and then this one they went on and just told you no this is about us killing black and brown people Straight up. So it's funny that the fourth purge movie is called The First Purge. Yeah. Oh, it made it hella difficult to even try to do a review because to refer to the actual first purge film from like 08, I'm going to say The First Purge. So what the fuck they gonna know about what I'm talking about? So yeah, that that was another reason I had to take the uh, woke angle because I ain't really know how to go at it. But no man, go see the first purge. It's a predominantly black cast, which I mean, this day and age is rare anyway. Um, even if we're the victims of this movie, but we're also the heroes. Uh, you know, it's it's good to not just be the antagonist in a film. So. Go check out the movie if you have not seen it. I've seen it a few times because I just think it was good, man. And I think, you know, when you go in and you really start to dissect uh, what's going on in the world, you get a lot more enjoyment out of the film, man. So um, I know uh, this was a little bit of a different take on this week in culture. You know what I'm saying? People, they, they didn't got used to us clowning on power. And what I want you all to know is that we coming right back. 
we're going to be back here on Sunday with that power review. And we got plenty of other stuff coming up, man. But don't get me twisted, yo. If something comes out in the movies, on TV, even maybe music, or just something on social media, man, that's culturally relevant and we can get a good conversation out of it and get some good dialogue, we're going to talk about it, man. Especially if it's something me and Jay passionate about because uh, we want to get that discussion going, man. And we want to give you all a ton of relevant content because this weekend culture is about more than power, man. Don't limit me to James St. Patrick, man. I am not James St. Patrick, man. It's more than life than Canaan. It's more to life than Canaan. Canaan's still got to die, though, bro. It's more than <laughs> life to reek. Yo, I got to. Oh, and by the way, while we on power, I ain't going to get on it too much because I don't want y'all to lose the message. But Courtney, uh, the producer and director of power, went on and told y'all to shut the fuck up saying that Reek is Kanan's son. He not. She came out and said, please stop putting this theory online. It's not the truth. Stop putting this theory online. You're going to ruin our season. (laughs) Yo, Courtney Kemp said, you niggas is some investigative ass, nosy ass. Uh, But now she said y'all was wrong about the whole Tyreek thing. Uh, I know what, though, Jay, if... Kanan, like if she just lying and Kanan really is Reek dad by some. Yo, I got to go. One, because we've been saying it for two seasons. So if this is the plot twist that you've been holding out on, I'm going to smack the shit out you. Not Courtney, just power in general. Like, I'm going to smack my TV. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, Courtney said y'all niggas is a lie. Uh, Dre is out here fighting Corinne Stephens in the streets. Um, Rotimi got some superhead issues. Game of uh, card. If you have not joined the Facebook group, please go and join. Um, I've seen a lot of y'all. I think we doubled in participation over like the last two days. So I really appreciate everybody who just jumped in and joined. Uh, But if not, go to Facebook and join This Week in Culture and just get in there, man. Get in there, participate. I wanted to make sure we had one area where we could talk power we could talk movies we could talk whatever man i just want to get all y'all opinions uh i appreciate everybody who's participating actively i appreciate everybody who's watching and maybe not saying nothing man go ahead and click that button man subscribe uh to the apple podcast if you got an iphone or ipad or imac or macbook if you don't have an apple product i really don't know you know i'm not gonna say i don't want you to listen to the soundcloud link or i don't want you to join the facebook group but i kind of just don't want you in my life so join the Facebook group, but, you know, keep that Android shit away from me because y'all niggas is way too fucking aggressive. And, um, yeah, man, This Week in Culture, Episode 3, we reviewed the first Purge. I appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be back Sunday with that Power Review, Episode 4, This Week in Culture, coming soon. Uh, Ant and Jay, we out, baby.